0: Welcome back to the Fourth and a mob Podcast, alongside my good friends Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. All right, uh, another preseason of action, week of action in the books. Find out maybe a little bit more uh, what the depth charts are looking like, how the off season is uh, treated, some of these guys. So, how we doing, fellas? We are doing good. We have an awesome episode.
1: So this is kind of like our last. I, I guess you could say preseason episode because next week we're getting into to week one preparation, like who who our starts of the week are and all that stuff. So this is kind of our last route. We're giving our consensus rankings today, which is really exciting. Um, basically, we had all of our rankings finalized. Bradley tallied them up. We had our consensus top 10 for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Um, we're going to start with NFL Notables. Today for NFL Notables, we're going to go a little bit quicker because the consensus is the the meat of today's episode. So, we're going to talk about some injuries um that are impacting your fantasy team. So, first one, Clyde edwards Alaire sprained his ankle, he had an ankle injury um in the last preseason game. I think he only had like 5 carries or something like that. Sounds are they sounds like they aren't too concerned about it, but it 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 could be a lingering injury. Um what would believe to be his backup Daryl Williams also got banged up in the game. Um, so We'll get you guys' thoughts on which one of those guys has values. Is there another guy that you'd be looking to pick up late in drafts? Um Traquan Smith, um, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints is back. We talked about him last week. Chase Claypool's injury did not look good when he went down at camp. Thankfully, he should be okay. So I I don't think we need to adjust our rankings at all. I think he's gonna be back. Carson Wentz is going to be practicing tomorrow on Monday. That is huge news because that whole 5-12 to week window, we didn't know when he was going to play. Nikhil Harry got banged up his shoulder um, in the last preseason game. He's week to week. They expect about four weeks he's going to be out. And then lastly, Trey Sermon had an ankle injury. Um, He's going to be out of tonight's preseason game. Um, So something to monitor there. Guys, where do we want to start on this?
2: I'll just start with with two quick ones, and then we'll we'll turn it over to Jeremy to talk about Clyde a little bit, because that's kind of the the highlight of the of the segment. Uh, the first one being Carson Wentz back to practice tomorrow, which is huge for the Colts. Uh, they played the Vikings last night uh, in preseason, and uh, let's just say they're happy. Which to one was better Wentz. between those two? Uh, Ellinger did without a doubt. I thought Eason looked brutal. Like he did not look he, good. like Eason. The offense is different when Ellinger and Eason are both in there, but like Eason is. Supposed to be like this accurate, big arm quarterback. He was missing receivers bad. Uh, and the second one that I want to talk about is Nikhil Harry uh, being week to week with a shoulder injury. Could be four weeks. To be honest with you, fantasy, he's not rosterable. So don't do that. He might not even be rosterable for the New
1: England Patriots. Just Oh, just, he's going to stay on the roster. Hey, I don't know. He is. They have first round pick. There's no way they're going to let him walk. Well, they're they they trading him. Yeah, They might be able to trade him, but I don't know what they're going to get for him. But the, the Nikhil Harry for me, He's now draftable, but Jacoby Myers is flying up my board. If you watch the two preseason games, it doesn't matter which quarterback's in. He's open. He, he's always open, and they're throwing yep. him the ball. So um, if, he, if there's a receiver that benefits from this, it's Jacoby Myers.
3: Is he yep. wide receiver one over Aguilar? Yes. Me, they also, they, really?
2: also got, they also signed Kendrick Bourne to a three-year deal, too. So there, there's just no room for Nikhil Harry, in my opinion.
0: I'll, I'll be interested to see after week one goes how that hierarchy will play itself out. Because Aguilar had a good year last year. Like, obviously, he was on a different team, uh, different system. But you, you, maybe there's some late resurgence uh, that he didn't end up getting as big of a shot in uh, Las Vegas as we previously thought. But I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for
1: sure, <laughs> interested in him. Um, Jeremy, talk to us about Clyde, concerned at all about this injury.
3: Off the bat, you, you definitely have to temper expectations just a little bit because it is ankle and it and he's a, an explosive player. That's part of the reason we're so intrigued by him and, and in that offense. So I think you have to you definitely have it's something to monitor with it not being a high ankle sprain. If that's the case, it's obviously the much severity is deal. way, way lower. So I I don't think I'd move him too much right now. Now, if in a day or so, if some some more news came out. Uh, I would definitely be a little bit more concerned. But that thing that kind of sticks in the back of my mind is what we've talked about before. When more news doesn't come out immediately, you start to worry. So the fact that there hasn't been something specifically stated yet definitely causes a little bit more concern. But at this point, I'm not really dropping him too much. Maybe maybe a couple spots, but he's definitely still in the top 15. So um, is
1: is Daryl Williams the guy to also pick up in there or is Jarek McKinnon the guy? late round these guys were going undrafted they both were
3: going undrafted i think Um, i'd take my shot on mckinnon
2: as would i Same. just for for receiving back like i think he would fit really well uh with what casey uh is doing but like at this time of the year this is this is prime fantasy draft time for redraft leagues like if you're sitting there and you're deciding between clyde edwards alaire or joe mixon like to be honest with you this ankle injury makes me lean mixon So. I don't know who, I don't know who else you guys have around that, but that's kind of who's going in that Antonio Gibson range as well. So,
1: I I mean, mean, I I mean, this is a, my guy for me. So like this is concerning for me just because you don't like to have any of your stars in which I believe Clyde Edwards, a is a star for fantasy this year banged up. Um, so for me, I I still don't hate his value. He's going in the late second, early third round in 12 team leagues. So like, I still don't hate it if he's your RB two, um, but still you don't like seeing your players banged up before the season even starts.
0: Yeah, certainly not.
3: I, I agree with you. I think that's the best part about it though, is that he's not your RB one at this point in most cases, right? So you can, can you're allowed to take a little bit more of a risk there. And he also still has two weeks depending on how severe it is. So he still does have two weeks before that first game. Um, and, and Joe Mixon has a good case. Gibson has a good case there. Najee Harris, maybe, if you have him in that range. But I think the buck would probably stop for me around that, like, Chris Carson, David Montgomery type oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. I, think. No, still, I would, no, I would same, certainly agree with that. Same
2: with J.K. Dobbins.
1: <laughs> I knew Brady <laughs> I
2: knew, I knew was going to get I was gonna, <laughs> <you were laughs> He perked, right up, on there. He perked <laughs> okay. up big time.
1: Before we move on from the notables, uh, Chase Claypool, did you move him at all because of the injury?
2: He was a, a do-not-draft guy for me uh, okay. anyway. So he was, like, Jeremy completely or Josh, off my board.
3: Not I gun. didn't. I didn't move him much. No.
1: No. I. I was extremely concerned about it. But then, so the last one before we move on, uh, Trey Sermon. Are we at all concerned in a redraft league? Yes. About his his output this year?
3: Yes. Yes. I was already slightly moving him down because there is a world where if Mostert is healthy, like he's going to get the first to be a rookie.
2: To be a rookie running back, you need all the cards to to play out right for you to get the full volume. And the fact that you're missing time does not bode well for you. So, yes, (laughs) it is a concern and a regret.
0: Devil's advocate, though, that usually rookie running backs hit their stride, not at the beginning of the year, but like middle of the year anyway. So that would give him more time to get healthy. But he's not taking reps. But the thing is, I I totally get that. I'm just like, I'm just playing devil's advocate that typically when there's a situation like there is right now in San Francisco, where there's a, veteran running back who has one foot out the door and then there's a rookie running back who's probably going to take yeah I mean I would
1: probably take him late uh, later than what he, I mean, he's going like sixth seventh round isn't he around that time frame so he's probably going around that time frame I I can't justify that in a redraft league for a guy that isn't going to have any value in the first four weeks you'll see him in the waiver wire
3: yeah I'm not sure how accurate this list list is that i have right here but in the rbs it has them at adp right now about 37 which i guess i mean at that point you're kind of taking dart throws anyways
1: yeah that's fair i guess it depends on what your roster is is situated at so um it's all about yeah how you're drafting so let's move on to our consensus rankings like i said this is the meat of our uh show today so um Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. We gave our rankings out there. Bradley compiled these into what would be our consensus rankings at fourth and a mile. Where we have these guys, we'll talk about guys that we have way lower, higher. We're just going to talk about guys probably that we really haven't talked about too often in in our episodes. So let's start right with our quarterbacks. Uh, number one on the list, no no big deal. It's, it's Patrick Mahomes. We all four have him at uh, quarterback one. Anything to say there before we move on to quarterback two?
2: It makes sense. He's on the best offense. They're gonna be throwing the ball high volume. They got uh, a top three receiver, arguably in fantasy and the best tight end uh, with a good receiving back. Patrick Mahomes is, is slated to have a really good year this year.
0: It's super interesting because you would think that the best quarterback in football, which I don't think it's that's very bold to say that, would support more than one fantasy wide receiver, but you just gotta think, well, <clears throat> he does most he does. It's just Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like a lot of people are like, oh, but I want the wide receiver too in like Kansas City. And that sounds like sexier and better than it actually is, just because Kelsey is so he's not a tight end like offensively as far as receiving the ball goes. So um absolutely Patrick Mahomes is bona fide stud. Right. So
1: let's move on to our quarterback too and this is where we have some differences. Kyler Murray comes in at RQB two. Um Jeremy and Josh have him at two. Bradley has him at three, and I have him at quarterback five. So seconds. the
2: floor is yours, Brittany. Go for yeah. it. Because yeah. you're so, you're the outlier.
1: Yep. So I uh, I am clearly the lowest on him. This is kind of me projecting that the, the league is catching on to what Cliff Kingsbury is doing as an offense. Kind of like what um I'm the guy from Oregon, Chip Kelly, wh- what kind of offense he has, oh, like, yep. like all that stuff, people are catching up on it. So I am like, I'm low on the Arizona offense just in general. And if anything showed in the last preseason game, which it's a preseason game, so I'm not going to freak out about it, but it just didn't look very good. Um, obviously <laughs> he's got that rushing upside. So he's going to have rushing touchdowns. I think he had nine last year. I don't think he's going to have that this year. Um, so for me, I just. I can't get into the Arizona offense this year, which is crazy because last year I had Kyler Murray finishing as a QB one last year as the QB one as my bold take. So, um, out on Arizona offense, I guess, I don't know if you guys have anything to add on that before we move on to our next guy. The
2: lot the logic is it it makes more sense when you say it out loud. I just think the talent of Kyler Murray is better than QB five. I know it sounds crazy, but just from a preseason ranking, just who he has there with the Andre Hopkins, um, I don't know. I I think trying to stack those two is a really good idea. Uh Hopkins and Murray.
0: He had 819 rushing yards last year.
1: And I think
2: that
3: goes down this year.
2: I don't. You don't think that goes down? Especially not
3: with 17 games. I I don't think it goes down. It, it might go down, but I don't think it'll go down too far. And but I think he'll he'll throw for over 4000 yards. Last year he was under. But yeah. Brady's argument about the rushing touchdowns, definitely.
1: Yeah, it does. That does.
2: Hamper. He, have, I
3: don't he, had a, he had 11. It's a lot. Ooh, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot.
1: That's a lot of rushing touchdowns. <laughs> that is a lot of rushing. That's,
3: touchdowns. that's hard to repeat. I, that definitely is a stat that is, I would say, cause for concern a little bit in terms of regression.
1: So let's talk about rushing upside here. Our consensus QB three is Lamar Jackson. Bradley has him at two. I have him at three. Josh at three and Jeremy at four. So Bradley, you're the highest on him. Just talk to me a little bit about what what you like about Lamar. Don't yeah, take I've, too much time.
2: Yeah, no, I've talked to people about this, just about non-fantasy related. And I I think he is a, I'm not gonna say a sleeper, but I would say he's one of my top three or four guys to win the MVP this year. I think he's primed for a big year. Um, just things didn't go as well as it should have last year. I think he's got more weapons around him. I think Bateman's gonna come back in September and be more, more efficient. Uh, of a route runner for him. And I also think that giving another year with JK Dobbins is going to make it uh, a really good piece for the offense. So I think Lamar Jackson is going to get more volume in the pass game. And I also think he's just going to be just as good in
1: the run game. Yeah, no arguments here. Let's, let's move on to our QB four. Uh, It is Josh Allen as our consensus four. Bradley had him at four, Uh, Jeremy three, Josh at four, and I had him all the way up at QB two. Um, Jeremy, talk to me a little bit about Josh Allen and what you, what you like about him. Um, cause you have outside of me, you have him as the highest.
3: Yeah. I mean, this is an offense that I think is going to continue to get, to get better. Um, I mean, and, and it's hard to say that considering how good they were last year, but it's another year with Diggs in the fold. Uh, I think they're going to get some more consistent play from their re- receivers outside of that, adding Sanders into the mix. Uh, Gabe Davis is a good wide receiver three and a young guy that can is going to continue to get better. I also think that rushing floor is just so safe with him. And if he takes a step forward as a passer, similar to what he did last year, I mean, this guy's the limit for him. So I think top three is, is pretty, pretty safe for him, but to Bradley's, um, you know, backing up of Lamar, I completely understand that as well. So these three guys, Kyler, Lamar, and Josh Allen are so close. Do you think them.
1: do you think his rushing touchdown is like a <clears> safe <throat> spot for him with how big he is? Like, do you think that's safe for him?
0: Yeah, he, he's he, in the yeah, just like Cam. Yeah, usually, it's it's weird because usually like touchdowns are pretty, you know, dependent, like they've fluctuate a lot year over yeah. year, but with him basically being the goal line back, it's like, who else, like, they just trust him if they're on the two yard line to plunge it in for the score. Like that's, I don't see them do changing and deviating from that very much. That's what I was getting
2: at. And here, here's a big piece that we haven't talked about is that they haven't added any pieces at the running back position, right? They have this, they have (laughs) the same running backs that they did last year who were not efficient at all. So they're, they're showing their cards. They're saying, guess what? We're going to throw the football. We're going to use Josh Allen a lot. So for fantasy, uh, he's obviously a really good player, but I will be concerned because <clears throat> uh, quarterback ones usually don't repeat at quarterback one, and obviously we don't have him ranked as quarterback one, but we have him up there.
0: Yep. So let's I talk. Think quarter... a, oh, I think Josh, there's a pretty sorry. big, pretty big tier break uh, from these guys to then everyone else that we are going to be talking about. Personally. Interesting.
1: So I, I would, I would loop one more quarterback into this tier. And this is our consensus number five quarterback. Uh, it's Dak Prescott. So, so I don't want to talk about Dak Prescott as a player. We know what's going to happen. Their defense isn't as good as other teams. So they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. He's, he has unbelievable talent. He's got Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gall. It's, it's all there for him for the taking. My question is, do you think he can play, let's say, 16 games this year? Yes. Jeremy. he plays
0: 16, he's... Locked and loaded. If you I play 16, so. I
1: think he's, he's top five. Like, I think this guy has quarterback one upside. Wow. At well, the quarterback one.
0: The weapons, you, you can't argue with the weapons. Like, they are as good as top three weapons in the league as far as quarterback uh, to help him out. So, right. I love it.
1: So, Bradley had him at five. Jeremy Josh had him at five. I had him at four. Um, probably <laughs> with the injury stuff, I, I probably should have moved him down um, a little bit. But again your apples and oranges. So uh let's move let's just how
0: concerned stuff. are we about that? I'm concerned. Fairly I yeah. mean, would it would I you be surprised so if he starts week one?
3: No, no. No. Nope. But it does feel like that is a possibility. I, I would that he would they, if if they trade for a quarterback or they pick
1: like Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, like some of these guys that are like
3: friends. it's more than than like, like
1: serviceable backups, yeah. then it's bad. <laughs> then it's like gear you yeah, it's not good. He probably moves out of that top five. And then that break, that tear break that Josh said. So um let's do six, seven, and eight for quarterbacks. We have Russell Wilson at six, Aaron Rodgers at seven, Justin Herbert at eight. So Russell Wilson, uh Bradley had him at eight. I had him at nine, Jeremy six, Josh six. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Bradley had him at ten, and then Jeremy and I had at seven, and then Josh had at eight. And then Justin Herbert, this is where we kind of vary. Bradley had him at six. Jeremy and I had him at ten, so we were kind of in line here. And then Josh had him at nine. What do we want to talk about with these guys?
2: I think Herbert's going to be a stud this year. I think he's got all of his pieces coming back, and they they got Josh Josh Palmer from Tennessee as a rookie, and Austin Eckler's coming back. So I think he's primed to to have a really good season this year. And they also invested in his offensive line. They signed uh, the interior offensive lineman from the Packers, and they also drafted, uh, I think, a top Slater. ten talent.
1: Yeah. Oh, so. he's incredible.
2: So I think they put enough pieces around him to be better than he was last year.
1: Uh, I'll talk about one of these guys. I think Aaron Rodgers, I, I will not have any shares of this player, but I think Aaron Rodgers is a value this year where he's being drafted. So uh, he's on a revenge tour. I I heard somebody else say this, like he could very well be on the one yard line. And they call a run play. He's just going to be like, nah, <laughs> screw, I'm, I'm throwing it to Devante Adams. Cause like, yeah. I don't really care what happens next year type thing. I, I just feel like he's on that tour where he's like, he doesn't,
0: He's, he's going to go
1: out and, and sling it. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's going to be good value for fantasy.
0: I completely agree. Uh, I he's, he's, he's going to be so good. I he's, he's never like, it's one of those things that you can always say like, okay, well, who's the wide receiver two going to be And for Rogers for fantasy lately. Hasn't mattered. Like he's, you know, Tonyan, he's found it in other ways or just continue to throw the ball to Devante Adams. Uh, He is going to be phenomenal. And maybe there's a little bit of a discount because of the weird offseason that he's had and a little bit of a hangover from that. But uh, yeah, incredible player this year.
1: Yeah, we're not letting Jeremy talk about Aaron Rodgers, so we're going to move on. Uh, Matthew Stafford is at nine, and then Ryan Tannehill wraps up our top ten. I'm going to let Josh talk about these guys (laughs) because... They would be much higher in our consensus rankings, but Josh has Matt Stafford at four. How, how much higher can they be? Well, Jeremy and I both have them. Both have Stafford at eight, and Bradley has him at seven, and now we finished at nine. So they'd be a couple spots up, which is a big deal. <laughs> and Tannehill, I have at six. <laughs> you have at fifteen. So so, so let's,
3: let's talk about it. And and it's Stafford, Tannehill, much lower for Josh, and then Tom Brady is the complete opposite.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah, uh, so, just so you're aware, if you have Stafford is this at number seven, uh he moves up to quarterback seven.
0: Ahead of Rodgers and uh Herbert. Do you like that? Obviously you do, because you ranked <laughs> them that way. Yeah. <laughs> that, yes, that I a, do. I mean, that was a stupid question. I thought, I thought like him. hearing that out loud, that personally doesn't make sense to me. I think Stafford is in a tier below uh those guys that we just mentioned MVP candidate. i i hate they certainly could happen he's got the weapons uh he's but the one thing though is that it's an incredible defense so i think they're going to be in positive game scripts and not have to throw the ball as much as he had to do in uh detroit as much because detroit's defense has been garbage for ever uh so i don't get me wrong i love stafford He's the kind, he's in that range of quarterback that I typically like having on my team Uh, as a late quarterback, typically get better value uh, there. And then with Tannehill, I can see the ceiling. I certainly can see that ceiling, adding Julio, um, just a little bit cautious of the run game. We'll see, um, again, similar tier that I would probably have on my roster.
1: I love Tannehill this year so much. I I feel like I might have him in a lot of my redraft leagues. the honorable mention finished 11th in our consensus was Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to running backs. I feel like this is where the meat of the episode is going to come. Number one, is Christian McCaffrey.
2: Let's it's talk got... about Christian McCaffrey. Cause I'll read the uh, rankings for you. Cause I don't understand please, this at all. Please, I please thought do. that this was going to be the easy one typing in with all ones. We do not have all ones. I have a one. Jeremy has a one. Josh has a one. And our good friend Brady has a two. So the floor is your.
1: Yeah. So I have him at, uh,
3: QB or QB. Oh, he's a
1: So, so this RB2 ranking form is not a slight on Christian McCaffrey at all. Yes, it is. It's not. It's not a slight on Christian McCaffrey. It's me bumping Dalvin Cook up because I feel like he's going to be a like the center of the offense as he had, was last year. So, I there, I I don't want to pick one on one. That's what I'm saying. I because I would love 102 oh. because I get my number one player at the second spot.
2: So can I ask you something? You pick one on one. Are you taking Christian McCaffrey? I
1: that's I don't want it, but um I'd probably take
3: Dalvin. I feel oh. like Brady was on an episode a couple of weeks ago saying that people were forgetting about how good Christian McCaffrey was probably. and that he's auto picked the number one. <laughs> That's probably,
1: probably, probably. No, that was Bradley You said that, it but was, I said, was, I was said, oh. I said, I said clear it cut. It should be the RB1. One. But then I, just, I, I looked at Delvin's body work. I looked what they want, like what, what changed with the Vikings. Okay. Their defense got better. So in their game script, it's going to be a positive running game script more than what it was last year. Their defense isn't going to be top two, top three, but they're going to hold. They're not going to give up 40 points, in New Orleans or whatever. Um, the offensive line, I think was ranked over 25th so it wasn't very good it's gonna be better this year like it's not gonna be top 15 but it's probably gonna be top 20 top 22 ish so it's gonna be better than what the 26 ranked offensive line was last year um and then i think just lastly i you saw what he did or you saw what the vikings offense has looked like this preseason without him so you just know how much the offense is going to go through him Kirk feeds off of what Delvin does Jefferson and Thielen feed off of the play action, all that stuff. So I'm in on Delvin cook.
3: I was going to ask how many games you thought he'd play, but you could ask the same thing about Christian McCaffrey. So I'll yeah. say 15,
0: 15. You're, if you get 15 from any, of your first round running back you're you're going to be happy with that. Like yeah, just, it's just, a, it's just yeah. something that happens with running backs. They just never play full season. Yeah. Yep. So we don't
2: need to talk much about our consensus. Number two, who is Delvin cook. Yep. Uh, we all are high on Elvin Kamara as our consensus three. We all have him at three. Uh, Jeremy, talk a little bit about Kamara.
3: He's locked into his role. Absolutely locked in. Here's my one question that I guess I would ask to you guys is like, what is there anything that can bump? Cause why is he not one or two? Like, it, I i mean, I can't really answer that question for myself, I guess, because I, I would have loved to try to put Is it more, I guess it's probably more to those other guys than it is for Kamara, but I mean, they've lost all their wide receivers. <laughs> it's going to go through Kamara. Like it is, it is him. It, he's the team right now. Do you think he's in the
1: same tier as Delvin and McCaffrey?
2: I think it's <laughs> Delvin and McCaffrey tier one, and then Elvin Kamara is tier two. And then there's yep. another tier for tier three. I Like, I That's like, like, that. like to be I honest like that. with you, like if you're picking three, the, the pick is Elvin Kamara and I love getting Elvin Kamara at pick three
3: so he he literally his situation couldn't be better does that hurt him almost because it is just him does that almost in turn hurt him
1: well it could be you could look at it in a negative light where they they're only choosing to stop him like
3: that's what i'm saying Yeah, you
1: have two linebackers that are keyed in on number 41 type thing where other teams like if you do that for delvin then then jefferson's the wide receiver one type thing or um Christian McCaffrey then you got DJ Moore like there is just nobody else there so right. um, I think it, it it helps him for fantasy because he's gonna get a, a lot of touches but it also probably hurts his production like his yards per yeah. carry yards per catch type thing so um that, that's just kind of my thought on it how,
3: how good do we think the Saints are gonna be because I Not think that's good. I feel like that's part of it right if they if they had a better offense or surefire offense like then you're probably thinking he's falling in the end zone more
1: I had him as my what seven seed when we did our playoff thing. They're not anymore. They're out. <laughs> they're oh. gone.
0: <big> <laughs> Do you think the Panthers or the Saints are going to be higher in the NFC South? Panthers. I would agree with that.
2: If anybody's wondering about where I thought the Panthers were going to finish <laughs> at the end of the season, why don't you watch our playoff prediction or listen to our playoff
0: prediction episode?
3: <laughs> yeah, the Panthers are going to have a good defense. They're making. They're making good.
1: Okay, let's talk about our number four running back, Derrick Henry. I feel like there's not much to talk about here. He's going to get the workload.
0: Nothing's I was surprised change. Josh
3: had him at five.
0: I was surprised there, too. I the, thought it was going to be lower. Don't, there is this perception that I just, and to be fair, I vocalized I was just going to say last episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 I vocalized it. it. I just, I don't want the 105 or the 104 personally. Like if I have the 103, easy Alvin Kamara, no questions asked. At the 104, I think there are some questions uh, about whether it's going to be like Zeke uh, Henry, anyone else like? There's l- more decisions in that than there are at the 103. Personally, I yep. agree. So let's talk about our fifth
1: consensus running back at Zeke Elliott. Uh, Bradley has him at five. I have him at six. Jeremy has him at five. Josh, you have him at four. So you're the highest on him. You're a Dal- Dallas Cowboy truther. Um- <laughs>
3: <laughs> no shocker. No yeah, shocker, right. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Dang it. Are we comfortable taking him with the 104?
0: Yes. I am, yeah. I I think that the passing game is going to be there. That he's shown time and time again that he is a huge asset in the passing game. Having C, I think CD is going to take a huge step forward. I think we all believe that, and that's just they're they're not going to be able to afford to hone in on him on the round on the running game as well. So I think his efficiency is going to go through the roof. I think his receiving game is going to go up and as well. Uh, he's got that. Uh, Chemistry with Prescott. Hopefully he can play as many games this year as possible. But yeah, I like Zeke this year a lot. I think in full
3: PPR, absolutely. In half point or standard, um, I would still I think lean Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh actually I would lean a different way. Let's talk about our number you would lean. Let's let's talk about our number six running back consensus. It's Nick Chubb. Bradley has him at six. I have him at four, and I'm the highest. Jeremy at seven. Josh has him at nine. Uh, for me, this guy was the most efficient running back last year. He played what, twelve games and had twelve touchdowns last year. Had twelve hundred, like twelve hundred rushing yards. He he just needs to play 14, 15 games, and he's he's way out hitting his ADP. So uh, they just extended him so they know exactly what they want to do. Give Nick Chubb the ball and let Baker run or run the offense off of giving the ball to those two running backs. So for me, Nick Chubb is locked and loaded at number four for me.
2: I do worry just a tad about OBJ coming back. I think that does open the door for them to throw the ball a little bit more. Uh, and I think Kareem Hunt is still there. So there, there is a little bit of a worry. I think Nick Chubb is the guy. I think he's a fantastic football player. So obviously me having him at six is not a slander to him. I think that's higher than what most consensus people are. Um, I think his consensus ranking for expert at the ECR is eight. So I'd say I'm still a little bit higher than the the fantasy community is. Um, but let's go to our consensus number seven, which is Austin Eckler, who yep. we are night and day higher on than what ECR is. Uh, I'm at seven. Brady hasn't met seven. Josh hasn't met seven. And Jeremy hasn't met 10. This is my Here. guy.
1: Yep. Jeremy, just give a little sentence on why you're maybe just a little bit lower than us. And it doesn't have to be a slight like because you still yeah. have a more like expert ranking is, but you're a little bit lower than we are.
3: I mean, I, I love Eckler. I think it was is honestly more of a testament to the, just the guys slightly ahead of them. I mean, because when we're in this range, obviously you're kind of picking and choosing your preference and, you know, the guy we'll talk about here in a little bit, like Aaron Jones, I have him higher than I would than Eckler. And then you guys have the flip-flop. So it's not that I don't like his situation. I mean, if you're getting him as your RB1, you know, RB2, and you're pairing him with somebody else, like at a, you're getting him at the turn, you're gonna be thrilled because we've talked about him so much on the show. He's going to be very, very good. And running and receiving so he he's got a guaranteed role i it again it's just those guys slightly ahead of them
1: okay we got to talk about our running back eight and there's only one person that's going to talk about it and that's mr josh Montprion. we have jonathan taylor at our consensus rb eight jeremy has him at eight i have him at eight bradley has him at eight josh has him at 13. So this is just to us about
0: it uh just the injury concerns of the entire backfield of indianapolis for me of it being jonathan taylor a little bit being a little bit of their starting quarterback carson wentz a little bit uh i know that it could very well happen that it's all well and good and if that is in fact the case then i would move him up but just in the event that there's some turmoil with their health i just i'm probably staying away from Jonathan Taylor uh, for those reasons.
1: Oh, you're definitely staying away from him if, he, if he's your RB13. <laughs> you ain't getting him ain't at 13. Getting, Certainly <laughs> you ain't not. ain't getting him there.
0: Certainly not.
1: Let's, let's talk about our running back nine. I think as a group we're a little bit lower on him. And Jeremy has him at our, our RB6. It's Aaron Jones. Um, he's our consensus RB9, so he's a top 10 running back. Uh, Jeremy, I, I'll give you 20 seconds to talk about him.
3: So I, I I would assume I know the concerns. One, obviously, you guys aren't Packer fans. No, uh, <laughs> come on now. Two, I, I they've got other options there, right? They do. They they drafted AJ Dillon two years ago. Um, Kylan Hill has looked awesome in the preseason. Not that I think not that I think he's gonna. I don't think he'll have a ridiculous role. He's still RB three, but he's looked fantastic. So they do have other options there uh, that they can turn to. But last three years, he had eight touchdowns a year. Uh, three years ago, sixteen. Two years ago nine last year I think he can fall between that 16 to nine uh margin which I mean he's going to be just fine then and he only had two two receiving touchdowns last year I mean he gets two do you think three. He, so,
1: you, so you think he's gonna have double digit rushing touchdowns this
3: year I I do not think that I think that is more likely than less likely in my opinion just because okay. of their offense like I still think they're going to be an incredibly efficient offense they're they're Offensive line took a somewhat of a step backwards, losing Lindsay. Like you have to, uh, their, their rookie center has looked fantastic. Obviously it's camp. So, you know, take that for what you will, but I still, still sure drafted have, Creed, I still think they'll have a top 10, uh, offensive line or top 12. Uh, their offense is going to still be very, very good. And he's going to have a ton of opportunities to score the, the, the score touchdowns. So I have him at six because I do think he's going to get used more in the passing game as well. Wait,
0: do you say 20 seconds? I
2: was going to say, first of all, I (laughs) want to say that's the longest 20 seconds of my entire life. (laughs) I wanted to cut him off, but I gave him fame. Here's what I'll say, is that you can make an argument for every person ahead of Aaron Jones that they are the number one option, other than Austin Eckler, that they are the number one option on their offense. Christian McCaffrey is, Delvin Cook is, Alvin Kamara is, Terrick Henry is, Zeke Elliott is, Nick Chubb is. Aaron Jones is not the number one option right now. It's Devontae Adams. That's fair. So that's 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 where some of my logic is. Um, but at the end of the day, like Aaron Jones is a stud. And I I'm at eleven, but I know I'm not getting him at eleven. Like he's going high and rightfully so.
1: And I think yeah, I, I think I've come to terms that I won't get him because I just don't have him at the value that he's being drafted. And, and experts are a lot higher on him, and they should be because of what he's done the last three years. He's been a touchdown machine. So um I feel like if it was an Anywhere else, like, if he was a big-name guy, so like, let's say this was Saquon Barkley doing this, like, he would be the RB1 type thing, but it's Aaron Jones, so, like, people are a little bit skittish on that, so the production's been there, um, I, j- I personally don't think he's going to repeat a top-five RB running back performance, which is fine, so let's talk about our 10th guy, let's finish with this one, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, um, we already talked about him in the NFL Notables, Anything to add, brother, you're the lowest on him at 13.
0: I have him at nine. Josh has at six. He <laughs> has at 11.
2: Are we just going to gloss over that he has him at six?
0: <laughs> so I'm actually, so a lot of similar arguments that Jeremy made for Aaron Jones also apply to Clyde Edwards Hilaire and that they revamped their offensive line a ton, especially compared to the Super Bowl. So that can only help Clyde Edwards Hilaire being on the best offense in football, uh, not having to have a whole lot of, uh guys in the box for that is only gonna increase his efficiency another year in that system. So I love Clyde. I don't think he is like the top tier athlete that maybe like a Dalvin Kamara McCaffrey are, but just the opportunity and the lack of competition, I think are unreal for him in Kansas City.
3: I I love Clyde too and obviously I know Brady does. It's that's his guy. Not I as just much cannot... as Josh I cannot imagine <laughs> clicking draft over Chubb, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones. Especially, that would just be very tough for me.
0: Especially after the ankle news with Clyde, I it's not hard to argue that not yep. certainly not great. Uh, yeah, so can't argue much about that with the with the ankle.
1: So the honorable mention coming at eleven with Saquon Barkley. Um,
0: nothing Which much to varied. say there.
1: That's that's surprising. Surprising surprising compared to where the expert has um, him at. But let's take a quick break. We come back. We'll do wide receivers and tight ends.
3: Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the Fourth and a Mile Podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at Fourth and a Mile Pod. That's Fourth and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports.
1: We are back into the Fourth and a Mile Podcast. Let's get right into our wide receiver rankings. Our consensus, number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Touchdown machine, reception machine. There's really nothing to talk about. Let's move on to our wide receiver two. Stephon Diggs this is where we get a little bit uh, interesting. Bradley has him at three. I have him at two. And then Jeremy and Josh have him at three as well. So for me, I just, I feel like the production is going to stay there. Um, I also had Josh Allen at two. So I feel like that that connection there is going to stick and he's going to be exactly what he was last year. A very productive receiver that had a ton of catches. Anything to add on that?
2: Okay. I, I love Diggs. He's a, a target hog in fantasy. Like He's in line for a ton of targets. And when he was in Minnesota, he was one of my favorite receivers. So he's a baller. Let's move on to three.
1: Okay. Uh, Tyreek Hill is our consensus three. Bradley and I have him at four. Jeremy and Josh have him at two. So a little bit of a split there. Uh, I think last year, and the reason why people are so into Tyreek Hill is he was actually consistent last year with his production a lot more than what he was in the past the boomer bust um is that is that what you guys were thinking when you guys had him at your two
0: totally um i think his ceiling is obviously going to win you a week like he has the he It is in the realm of possibility for him to go for eight 203 like that is like something that he can possess Just and as tampa bay exactly <laughs> yeah, seriously so If his floor is also higher like he showed last year and that he can still his bad games like quote bad could be like four in 60 or something like that instead of just like goosing like that's that's money like I love Tyreek this year.
1: Okay, this is where we got some disagreements and the disrespect starts our wide receiver four is Kelvin Ridley and I'm turning it over to Bradley because he is your wide receiver six. Don't act like it. That's not low. That's disrespectful. Talk to me about it.
2: Is it really that disrespectful? It's
1: disrespectful.
2: It's that disrespectful. I like Kelvin Ridley. I, I just like I like five other players above him. Nope. I think that losing Julio Jones helps. They, you think? Like, do we yes. really think it helps? Yes. Why? Like, we what, got why? other monster
1: they just drafted. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Goodness no, gracious.
2: but like, the coverages are now directly focused on Kelvin Ridley without a doubt. And whether we want to talk about it or not, like they got a new play caller and the new play caller likes to run the football. I'm not going to say that they're not going to throw it, but they're not going to throw it 500 times like the normal Atlanta does. The they're
3: one getting, thing that helps is their defense.
2: Yeah.
0: Say,
1: if they're getting, if they're getting waxed every game, then yes, they are. <laughs> if
0: that game when against I, the Vikings last year is any indication.
3: Whew,
0: yeah. Right. I, I think, It'll
3: help having Kyle pits, not just like straight losing Julio and not replacing any of that. But Matt Ryan has looked bad historically without Julio. There's Kel- that. Ridley's
1: look good. Kelvin Ridley has been productive without Julio.
3: That, that, you're, not, you're not wrong. I mean, I have about five. So okay. I'm that's like,
1: disrespectful, I, too. That's I, disrespectful, I'm, too. I'm, he's, he's locked I'm, and loaded three.
2: I'm so happy that you were used the word disrespectful because let's move on to cons- uh, consensus please, number five. Please
1: do. Please DeAndre
2: do. Hopkins. Uh, I have met two. Which is disrespectful. It's not disrespectful. <laughs> Jeremy has him at four. Josh has him at seven, which is disrespectful. And then Brady drops a bomb and throws him at <laughs> nine. I, yep. I, Explain cannot yourself, fa- I cannot fathom that. So please start talking.
1: I, so I, I talked about it a little bit with... Kyler Murray. I'm, I'm out on that offense. His, so last year. Okay.
2: You can't be out on Arizona, but be in, in Atlanta.
1: I can be though for fantasy, for sure. For, for, I can for a be.
2: target share. You don't think the way Arizona runs their offense is not a half point PPR dream scenario for hey, DeAndre ben.
1: Hopkins. But who did they just draft in the second round? That is honestly all around the, the feet, all around the, the line of scrimmage.
2: You're telling Rondale me that Rondale West. Moore is going to cut into yes. DeAndre Hopkins' targets? That'll
3: eat up Chase Edmonds' targets, I think, yes. more than it will Rondale Yes, Moore, or
2: Christian Kirk. It's not going to affect DeAndre they have, Hopkins. So they
1: have four receivers there now. So they have Rondale AJ Moore, Green. Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, and DeAndre Hopkins. That is better than what they had last year. That is Are better you than really what they
2: had talking left? about, like, A.J. Green? Like, yes. A.J. Green and <laughs> Rondale Moore and yes. Christian Kirk, like, they're going to compete for targets for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre yes. Hopkins is going to get 135 targets.
0: And he only scored six that's, touchdowns. That is not egregious at all. 135 car- targets is very, very in the realm of possibility. I
2: think having him at nine is complete blasphemy. Outside of injury, I think he's almost a lock for a top six finish.
1: Bad, I will have zero bad. shares of DeAndre Hopkins. Well, you ain't getting him at nine. That's why. <laughs> that's, not, that's exactly why I said it. So, fair enough. And, fair enough. You will have zero shares of Calvin Ridley because he ain't getting the six.
2: I think it's more of a realm of possibility of Kelvin nope. Ridley getting to it's, six than it is DeAndre Hopkins getting to nine.
0: There's can't no question. Be. Nope, can't be. That so is ooh. definitely.
1: <laughs> is. Let's talk about our wide receiver six. And this is also a guy that I probably will have zero shares of. It's DK Metcalf. So, <laughs> and, I, and I have him at six. So that's the funny part. Uh, Jeremy, you have him at six. Josh, you have him at five. Bradley, you have him at seven.
3: Bradley has him Bradley's the lowest. The lowest I love DK. Year.
1: I love DK. I don't know how seven is disrespectful for DK. you the lowest on him.
2: I, hey, consensus, we're at six. I'll take him at six. I love <laughs> DK.
0: The dude's a freak. Yeah, Good? absolute physical freak. Okay, Keenan
1: Allen comes in at seven for us. Bradley and I are all in on Keenan Allen. Josh is not. <laughs> Bradley and I have him at five. Jeremy has him at seven and Josh has him at 11. So what do you not like about Keenan Allen this year, Josh? I just,
0: I just think that he is a, a high floor, low ceiling guy season long. Like he's not going to be, he doesn't have the same upside week to week as like uh, some of the other guys will get into like. A How many Jeffers. touchdowns
1: did he have last year, Jeremy? I'm looking it up. Okay. I, I feel like last year he was like no touchdowns and was still had some productive weeks.
3: I mean, yeah. he had a hundred catches. Like, I feel like, no, that, no, 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 no. I, yeah, that's I know, games. but I'm saying, but I'm saying that's your, like, you said he doesn't have it. He has a lower floor. I feel like his floor is. High because, no, he has high say, floor. I said, I said he has a very oh, high. floor. Oh, My fault. My fault. Very high floor. I just, like he had eight touchdowns. Like,
0: yeah, I feel like just oh, where he's gonna where he's gonna read like finish it's actually tied most. Is of very his very narrow. Like he's gonna finish somewhere between like fourteen and like ten. Because Bet. give me that
3: hire that
1: I
2: mean,
0: Bet. but honestly though, if you say that that's where he's going to finish,
2: I mean that's a pretty narrow margin, fourteen to ten. I Super think gonna, narrow. Yeah, I think he's going to finish probably outside of that because I have my five. But I think um, he finishes
1: two to five. That's it.
2: I'm loving. So I, we're in the we're in the time of the day where you, I'm doing mock drafts every day, just because I need to figure out when I do a draft, I want to be prepared on players that I'm going to get at certain positions sign me up for Keenan Allen almost every mock draft because I'm third getting him mid third round. And and that's my wide receiver. One, I feel really good about that because I have him at five. So Keenan Allen's a guy that's on my board quite often.
1: Let's talk about our eighth guy, Justin Jefferson, second year player for the Minnesota Vikings Uh, coming in at eight. Josh has him at six. I have him at eight. Jeremy and Bradley have him at 10. Are we at all concerned about um, a sophomore slump here?
2: I think there is a realm of possibility. I can see a world where Justin Jefferson finishes at the wide receiver one. And you can't say that about every player on this list. So I think the upside with Justin Jefferson is, hey, he could finish at 10. But guess what? He could also finish at one. That's how special think, he is.
1: I also think he could finish at like 18, though, too. I, I, I feel, agree. I feel, I feel a, like he
0: could. It's, it's definitely a possibility.
1: Like this, this guy. Is it weird that we're talking about a guy that could be like a league winner that's being drafted in like second, third rounds? Because like this guy is one of those yeah. guys where like, your team could be horrible because he's your wide receiver one, or your team could be awesome because he is the wide receiver one in fantasy football, because you just don't know what he's gonna do this year. Yeah, totally. it's just
3: really hard to know if you saw his ceiling last year or close to his ceiling. Right. See, yeah. I yeah, see the touchdowns What he finished, just he finished at there.
2: four. He would finish at four though. Like that's I like guess that's his ceiling. I'll take a wide receiver four.
3: Right. No, I'm saying, but yeah, factoring in like could it be a step backwards?
0: Yeah. See, like I feel like this is the exact opposite opposite argument that like (laughs) Keenan Allen. Opposite. (laughs) The exact opposite argument that Keenan Allen has. That Keenan Allen is a very low or like a narrow range of outcomes, where Justin Jefferson is very. It's vast. Like I, eighteen. Like Brady said, like that absolutely could happen. Where, just. Thielen gets involved more. Cook gets more involved in the pass game. Irv breaks out. Totally hot, totally possible. Uh, I just like the upside, personally. And that's – I'm taking swings in the second, third round on guys like him.
1: Also, if if for some reason Kirk gets hurt, no it's, Viking is worth it besides Dalvin because Jake Browning looked horrible. If, yeah, if you've <laughs> horrible if, For any
2: non-Vikings fans that don't watch preseason games, if Kirk gets hurt, sell everyone. <laughs> yep. They're loading the box. <laughs>
0: With, Peter Peterson with Christian with Ponder days. With the first Guys, pick okay, of the don't, 2022. <laughs> don't ever, on, don't ever, don't ever hold say on.
2: Christian Ponder. No, but I watched Jake Browning <laughs> miss ISM by five yards on a five yard pass.
0: It was the uh, easiest I And he was wide open. It was egregious. <laughs> it, was, it was Brutal. brutal. Wasn't I there know. something
3: out of camp like early on that he was looking really good or it's something? It's really great. But one day where he was, he the was only the only corner. guy in camp.
1: fantastic. Like, he looked so good. He, PA was calling the game. He goes, what is this guy doing? He doesn't even look like the same guy. <laughs> <It> <laughs> the was ball bad. didn't hit the ground and PA was chirping him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, what is that? Okay, anyways, our wide receiver nine is AJ Brown and wide receiver 10 is Allen Robinson. Anything to say about these guys?
2: Alan You're Robinson. the lowest on both
3: these guys i am
1: alan
2: robinson's consistent i think he's consistent in like the the 8 to 14 range i think just there's a a lot of worlds where he's not going to finish in the top five but i think it's more likely that he finishes from 5 to 12 than outside of that
0: one thing that really concerns me go ahead becker
3: i was just gonna say that's the toughest thing about him is his ceiling is much more limited than a couple of these guys in this area which is why you might lean to Take a Justin Jefferson because we've talked about he could be a wide receiver one. You take a AJ Brown, you you know one of these other guys, just because he is probably capped.
0: We we saw obviously quarterbacks like help. Me, oh my gosh, uh, help me out. Uh, uh La
1: uh,
0: Justin Herbert Stafford, got so. uh, got saw guys <laughs> like Justin Herbert last year pop, but historically speaking, rookie quarterbacks do don't do well fantasy wise. In their first year in the league so alan robinson is it's likely at, It's at a good some thing point, he doesn't have a rookie quarterback thrown to him because andy's right, already now. been right for, bang bang bang, bang, bang. <laughs> i would be surprised if that lasts season long when okay. I, that's all i'm just saying is just i mean he did it concerned. with
3: trubisky he did it with true my boy blake bortles the so i mean He's, so done, it. I mean, he's done it with other quarterbacks. Like that, Our
1: honorable but. mention was Terry McLaurin. The last thing I want to say about wide receivers, there's two guys that are being absolutely disrespected by fourth and a mile is Julio Jones and Robert Woods talking about tight ends. Now uh, we're not talking about tight ends one and two. Uh, Travis Kelsey comes in at one George Kittle comes in at two. Darren Waller comes in at three. And the only question I have for this is how close is it between Waller and Kittle for you guys? Fairly
3: not that okay. close it's not
1: me. close for me it's,
3: it's not close for me either kittles so good. i was very surprised to see that the ecr ranking right now is waller ahead of kittle i know yeah. the love um,
1: for waller's going nuts
3: i think kittle's being a little bit
2: disrespected and i think it has to do with brandon Ayuk and how good brandon Ayuk is um people say let's not forget that kittle's 1b
3: Let's call it what it is. That's <laughs> what, that's what the ranking should be. But is he a better
1: tight end? Overall yes, tight than t- he
3: is a fantasy tight end. Yes, yes. Well,
1: he's the best overall tight end in football. Yes, that's that's yeah. my opinion. I, I just I think he is. I, I agree. I
3: don't think I
0: don't think you'd get a ton of arguments on that. Josh would argue about it. He don't like that. I'm just I, I'm not gonna, I don't know blocking schemes well enough <laughs> to critique Kelsey's blocking assignments <laughs> and whether or not he's executing them. So, no, I have no idea. So, our tight end four that comes in is Kyle Pitts, and it, it's a little low,
1: but <laughs> oh
0: my, oh my oh gosh, I'm my shocked he's gracious. sitting at
1: four. I'm there's I'm any, sitting, oh my
0: goodness, there's
1: goodness. only one reason that he's sitting at four. Yeah, boy, Jay Bex is still, but he will have him there. We'll let him, we'll let him to the party.
0: <laughs> goodness <laughs> you know, gracious, you don't
1: want to put his name on there, but
0: I'm, I'm driving the there. fence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, He'll he'll hop over after the first game. He has two touchdowns, but uh uh tight end five, TJ Hawkinson. Um and this for me, so after this, Mark Andrews at six, that's where the teardrop for me is. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Um, but I have Andrews and Hawkinson flipped. I think Andrews is gonna have a really good year this year. With so that.
2: so with with this ranking, uh Hawkinson and Andrews did score out exactly the same um and then we had we didn't have somebody who had higher rankings so they're essentially 5a 5b i just had to put one first so so why
1: didn't you put mark andrews first because it's alphabetical
2: you want to you want to be (laughs) me to be completely honest with you because i have andrews higher and i feel like if i'd have done that you
0: guys would have been like well you have andrews higher so that's why i put him at five (laughs) i just think Hawkins is getting he's the he's the one in his offense and you could argue art andrews is as well but i'm not gonna argue he is yeah yeah, so i I just think Hawkinson's going to get like a hundred. Who else are they going to throw the ball to consistently in Detroit? I just think he's getting a hundred. He's getting 130 targets this year. It's going to be insane. What's that? Cephas? (laughs) Those are names correct. Those are names. Start putting
3: some respect on them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bucky Nation, stand up. Let's go through seven through 10 first because we're late in the tight ends. We're probably at an hour right now. Robert Tunyon at seven, Dallas Goddard at eight, Noah Fant nine irv smith jr at 10 for us the only thing i'll say about these guys i won't touch dallas goddard right now
0: I, i'm not in on it i don't like it just this this tier generally speaking is like guys that could happen like it, they could pop off for various reasons but it's 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 just a dart throw is what it so, is
2: so here's what i'll say and i think earlier in the season earlier in the fantasy preseason i should say i was a little bit lower on irv smith I'm back up on Irv Smith, and here's why. Um, he's doing a lot of different things in Clint's system. He's in the slot. He's, he's in the backfield. He's doing a lot of different things. He's essentially the third option. You could say fourth with Delvin Cook there. But when you draft Irv Smith, you're drafting him at the end of the draft. And if he doesn't show up week one, Drop he's him. an easy-cut candidate. And you go pick up – a couple years ago, Mark Andrews lit it up week one and you picked him up right away and you loved him all year you do the same thing with Irv Smith you drop yep. him and you you go get somebody if he doesn't pan out to be the potential it's supposed to be
0: absolutely
3: hey,
2: jo-
0: hey Josh why do you hate Tanyan why do <laughs> I hate Tanyan uh, I have him just because he's not one well, I, I have one I have him one spot lower than Bradley does but I just think the touchdown regression is coming hard and it's coming fast for him uh, personally. So we'll me. we'll
3: talk after week seven and he's been your start of the week at the tight end position
0: like five times. That sounds like a plan.
1: <laughs> well, can we just talk about the honorable mention? Because this guy's flying up my rankings. Like I, I I have him at nine, but I feel like I should have him higher. It's Logan Thomas. Uh, I think he's going to be really good this year. I got him really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to uh, like seven. I'm
2: gonna throw an honorable honorable mention onto that because I'm, we must have missed Josh's fifth guy. I don't know where Gronk is.
1: <laughs> that was great. Well, <laughs> done. We need well to, done. Well done. We need well to clip done. that episode. <laughs> well done.
0: That was very. Oh well my
1: done. gosh. Let's go. Wait. Let's go to our ones. Got to go. Um, so basically, what this is, we looked at all. Our consensus number ones for each of the positions and their ADP. So, which one of those has to go? It's McCaffrey at the 101, Devontae Adams at the 107, Travis Kelsey at the 108, or Patrick Mahomes at the 207. Riley, which one's got to go?
2: So, for me, it's easy that McCaffrey and Kelsey are are staying. Uh, If I get to 108, I'm taking Kelsey at eight. Um, I like Devontae Adams, I, I like Patrick Mahomes. I think there's other value at the quarterback position than wasting a second round pick on Patrick Mahomes. So for me, Patrick Mahomes is the one that has to go, even though I love Patrick Mahomes and he's the best in the league.
0: I would agree with that for sure. Uh, Second round. There's just so much the opportunity cost in the second round is just so high with top tier running backs, top, top tier receivers. Uh, There's just so much other places you can go. Jeremy.
3: That's where I'm at too. I'm drafting a quarterback later. So for me and, this is gonna come off
1: like Brady. nine. You're not, taking, You're not Adams, drafting not round.
0: There's
1: no I, way. I'm you- saying I'm saying Devante Adams because at, at the one zero seven, I, I don't take receivers that early. I just I don't. I I will. I never took Michael Thomas last year. I'll take Austin Eckler. I'll take Zeke. Say, I'll take that's, JT. That's I'll take Eckler all day. So like that, I will take those guys in the first round over Devonte Adams. <laughs> Do I think he's still gonna be a top five receiver? Yes, he's gonna be a top five receiver but I'm just not taking him one because he plays for the Packers and two, I don't draft a wide receiver in the first round. So unless I'm way at the end, but for me, it's about to
2: So just foreshadowing for next episode. I know we're out of time. And we just got to talk about it, but um, last year we did the, uh, the starts of the week and we didn't really keep track of them this year. We're just going to put them on a spreadsheet and kind of keep track of our accuracy rankings uh, just to kind of hold ourselves accountable. That way we're not just throwing out names. Um, and that way we can just kind of see who the most, accurate of us four hosts are so uh stay tuned for that it's gonna be exciting times on that
1: feel free to put your money on me because it's gonna get <laughs> it's gonna happen
0: all right well that wraps up this episode of fourth and a mile thank you guys so much for joining us go deep we'll see you.